Good morning, church. Man, I love me some One Kingdom Sunday. One of my favorite days of the year. And mainly because it's uh, everything that we give today goes out, which is really what it's all about, right, Mike? I mean, we were trained uh, from when we were youngsters. That was a long time ago. But my granddaughter looked at a picture of Mike in his office and said, who is this she guy? She said, who is that? Yeah, and I said, that's this guy. <laughs> that's how long we've been around. It's been I, longer for some of us than others. It are. has been. So, so you may not know this, and Mike, you probably won't remember this. Welcome Fellowship Center live stream. Glad you guys are here. It was 30 years ago, right around this time of year, the first time that I ever left these United States of America to go out. And Mike was our fearless leader. It was Chris Howard and Steve Adam and the two of us yep. went to Romania, did some work there, some small group stuff, had a team come in after us. And it changed my life. I mean, it changed my life to see other cultures, other people that so desperately needed Christ. And this was right out of communism. So we have those opportunities to impact and change lives. And I just want to say thank you to the Whitesbury Road Church for opening the eyes up of a young man who has now spent his entire life speaking Jesus. You know, our first uh, trip into there out in Romania with Gary Myers and I went. And it was in the wintertime. And, and we had uh, taught a young man there. And uh, uh, we sat in a little apartment. He came over. We taught him the gospel. We baptized him in a bathtub there. And as he was drying off, he said, uh, he said, can I do this to other people? And we said, as many as you can find. And so when we went back, he had already baptized his grandmother and his sister. And so it changed that family's legacy for a long time. Of course, I really wasn't a fearless leader because I remember how they had some problems in town we didn't know about. And we came up through the subway into the uh, University Square there in Bucharest. And there was a uh, revolt going on by the miners. And so I, I come up out of the thing. I said, I'm turning around saying, guys, we need to leave. They're not even behind me. They're already headed back. I'm having to catch up with my uh, group that I'm leading, which tells you what kind of leader I am, I guess, uh, that, that they were taking off. But I think it was when the guy came by with a ball bat with, with, nails, with sticking nails sticking in it, yeah. doing like this. We said, you know what? This is probably a safer place to be. It was a realization to me uh, <laughs> that, uh, you know, the gospel goes out into some places that's uh, not very kind and not very easy. And yet still we have a responsibility to go. That's what this day is about. And, of course, we're talking about speaking Jesus. But we don't really understand fully how to speak Jesus unless we listen to him speaking to us. That's where it starts. And this study we've been doing in Matthew has been about us hearing the words of Jesus to motivate us. Last week, by the way, Mike, congratulations. I've never heard anybody do the Sermon on the Mount in one sermon. This guy pulled it off last week. I think that deserves a round of applause. Yeah. Amazing. I got good material out. Great insight. Well, Jesus said it first, right? That's right. One of the things he said was, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And we know that that's meaningful because Jesus first was light for us. Jesus first was salt for us to be able to speak that. And I love the, the verse that tells us in John 1 that he is light and life. And that we are born now to be that light to the world. So what, what a, what a honor and a burden at the same time to realize that we're challenged to be light 
We're challenged to be salt. We're challenged to impact other people. And he says in Colossians uh, chapter 4, verse 5 and 6 about this, how to do this. He says, be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. So how we treat people that are that are non-Christians and our interactions with them, when we treat them with love and kindness and gentleness, that makes a difference and create, opens a door. There's no reason for God's people to be rude with the most loving message that the world's ever heard. That's right. And so we have a message. We have an opportunity to be salt and light. By the way, we can't afford to go into a spiritual COVID pandemic time in the church, right? Because we cannot be paralyzed. We cannot lose our, our, our flavor that we bring to the world by isolating ourselves behind our own doors for our own health. I'm all for being healthy. Don't misunderstand me. But look, the church is about interaction with people we're a community of people made to be salt and light and we can't do that with having without having impact in each other's lives and that means we got to be involved in each other's lives even when it's at risk sometimes of our own health i've told you this before but i love when i go and speak to audiences around the country about the first time i remember dad speaking truth into a situation he was asked to just do a duck call demonstration. It was in New Orleans. He was under a big sign that said, Anheuser-Busch, King of Beers. And they had sponsored the event. And those Cajuns are out there, about 400 of them, and they were enjoying then some Anheuser-Busch. And Dad does this duck call demonstration, and he's kind of getting his bag together to leave, and he stops, and he pulls his Bible out of his bag. And it got quiet in the Superdome. <laughs> And he said, you know what? He looked up and he said, oh, Anheuser-Busch, he is the king of beers. Back in the day, I drank a many a one. He said, but I gave all that up because I discovered the king of kings. And then he began to preach the gospel to this shocked group of Cajuns who were putting their beer behind their legs. (laughs) But I remember when Dad walked off that stage, I thought, that now is the culture of our company and our family. We will speak Jesus into any setting. To impact, but we'll do it with humility. I love it when Jesus was talking in the teach them how to pray. He said, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was so humble that he pointed to the Father and said, That's who I want to be like. So we want to serve the King of Kings because we speak Jesus. Not only did he speak making an impact, and speak with humility, but he spoke with authority. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 28 and 29, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority. And you remember when he sent them out in Matthew chapter 28 to go reach the world? Uh, he came to him. he said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. And that's every ethnic group. That's what it literally means. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. I love that our mission at WFR DNA has always been about reaching the world. Every person in his or her own language. That's been our drive. It was it was bred into me, into my spiritual life here, because that's who I am. 
I am one who shares the good news. And it goes right back to this passage in Matthew chapter 28. Mike and I have had so many opportunities to meet these partners that you're going to be praying for and I'm going to be praying for for the next 90 days. Because these men and women, are they're just like us. And by our extension of what we're doing here at WFR, we then share the gospel with the world. It's exactly what we've been called to do. I want to encourage you guys, not only in our giving today, because everything we give will go to this mission, but in your prayers and your spiritual walk to remember these brave sons and daughters. And as we practice this idea of making disciples around the world, uh, it's done through uh, men that we have supported and been in partnership with for a long, long time. I was thinking about Prudencio Rodriguez in, uh, in Dominican Republic from the 1970s. He, and we just recently visited him, Ryan. Remember that? It's just such a great visit. This guy was doing what Jesus spoke about. He's being, he is being salt and light. He's making an impact. He is walking with humility as he does it. And he is speaking and submitting himself under the name that has all authority, the name of Jesus. When you see what he's done in planting churches and discipling young men to be preachers, because the whole thing, remember how we've talked about this, it's the legacy. The work goes on. Uh, This work is happening because other men who already died gave their life to this work a long time ago. And now this work will go on way beyond my years. And, 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 and Ryan and the other young men will pick it up and it'll go way beyond their years. If we stay focused on speaking Jesus and keeping the gospel, the main thing. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing, right? Amen. And the main thing is the gospel. Proverbs 18.10. The name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. That's the name we speak. That's the name where people find rescue. The name of Jesus. And watch a little bit of this video and you'll get a glimpse of what I'm talking about with Prudencio. Due to the pandemic, One Kingdom's international travel has been extremely limited. Needless to say, we were thrilled to make our first overseas trip in over a year. And what better place to make that first visit than the Dominican Republic, home to One Kingdom partners Prudencio Rodriguez and Manuel Aquino. We'll split into two teams, one reaching the northern coast near Puerto Plata in Mao, where Prudencio lives and the other on the southwestern part of the country in Neiba, where Manuel Aquino resides. Prudencio has been a world radio speaker for us for over 40 years. In 1976, he started. That's before I was born. We did a world radio newsletter article about Prudencio years ago. It called him the Dominican Paul. And that's really who he is, and that's who his family is as well. There are eight 
new churches that have sprouted up over, over this time, where there were zero before. He's the only world radio speaker to be involved with every world radio director, including myself. So, pretty neat legacy that he has set. You have plenty of people to... Bueno, desde todo el tiempo que he estado con ustedes, le he dicho a través de mi reporte que me siento tan agradecido con Dios y con ustedes, porque si no hubiese sido por ustedes, no podía llevar este ministerio por unos 46 años. A la vez ha sido muy exitoso para el país y fuera del país. So like I said, Prudencio has been a world, world radio speaker for over 40 years. It's actually our flagship world radio broadcast. So Mike and I got the pleasure of being on that broadcast this morning. Now because of the pandemic, the radio station is, is essentially closed. They're running a skeleton crew. So the way Prudencio records is he records in his bedroom on his phone and sends that to the radio station. They upload it and they produce that broadcast uh, every week. A statement, of course, was there to translate, and it was uh, just a wonderful time. What an honor and a blessing it was to be on the program that is our longest-standing world radio broadcast. Meanwhile, in NABA, our team, led by Robert Abels, met with our world radio speakers and ministered to residents both past and present of a local children's home. Our key partner in NABA is Manuel Aquino. Visit Manuel was great. It always is encouraging. He's uh, he's full of laughs and stuff. And he showed us his water house, which he's very proud of. And actually, Water Works says it's one of the most successful water houses that they have in the country. So uh, he provides water for people who can't afford it sometimes. And, and so it costs him, but it's a ministry. We brought in several people to meet with us that are world radio speakers and have been for a long time. They told us some wonderful stories about how people call in. And they get on Facebook, much like we do in the States, and they, they have, they've had calls from as far away as Spain. And they've had calls from almost every country in Central America inquiring and asking questions about the gospel and what it means to follow Jesus. And the next day, Adam and Stephanie took the kids to the beach. Many of them had never seen the ocean before, and it was a really cool place. It's what's considered the world's shortest river. It's about 100 yards long. It runs from a natural spring into the ocean and it's clear and crystal and the kids were able to, to play in it and to swim in it. So last night we were able to visit one of the many churches that Prudencio has planted in this area in La Caída. La Caída is a church of about 75 to 100 people. The membership is mostly Haitian. So it was pretty interesting as we met there and uh, Mike Kellett was able to speak and, and deliver us a message out of Psalms, which was then translated into Spanish, which was then having to be translated into Creole. So we had two extra translators. A little bit of a difficult task, but what was great about it was that the Word of God was still uh, represented. great joys that we get in this in this job is to worship in different parts of the world and to be able to worship uh, and hear the, the beautiful singing in Creole is truly a blessing.
neat to see is that Prudencio is discipling and raising up future leaders of the church to preach, go out, make disciples, spread the gospel, and plant new churches. But Prudencio never has wanted to make the work about himself. He's acquired many pieces of land over the years to plant new churches, but has never taken ownership of that land. He always puts that land in the name of the church so the work continues on. As we wrap up our trip to the Dominican Republic, I'm reflecting on how excited I am about the work that's going on here. As you know, we split into two teams, one that went to the north to Mao and one that went to the southwest in Neva. And I can say for me, as leader of the Mao team, I'm, I'm so thankful and grateful for the work that Prudencio and his family is doing in that part of the country. It's been a worldwide pandemic. You know, we, sometimes we think it's just our country, but it's, it's everywhere, the whole world. So in changing times, God does things that always amaze us. And that's what's happened in the Dominican Republic, same thing. The future lies in the next generation. Their children, we have uh, amazing collaborators with Herson and his wife Cesarina, and also with uh, Prudencio's daughters, Petelis and Naomi. So I see uh, another 40 years at least of uh, awesome partnership. Y esperamos en el Señor que el Señor continúe haciendo el trabajo. Que yo creo que la más, lo más que quiere el ser humano es que este mensaje nosotros cristianos siga creciendo y creciendo con fines de levantar alma para el Señor. You know, I, I think one of the words that we're hearing over and over again is legacy, right? You heard Esteban talk about it. You heard Mike and Alan talk about it this morning. You know, and this church has always had a focus on missions. And we're, we're here to continue that legacy. That's why we celebrate these works. We're celebrating what God is doing. I'll tell you, not only has, have, have Mike and Alan taught that at an early age, then they passed it on to our generation. And I'm not spring chicken anymore. I'm in my 40s now. <laughs> But then I think about people like Brandon and Christian Ward. Brandon leading our youth. Christian just led our, our instrumental worship this morning. Both of them have been to Nicaragua and been on mission. And then I think about this blue line and what we're teaching our children. I got a text earlier. I'm not supposed to be on my phone in church, but, you know, it's a busy day. But uh, Cynthia Johnson texted me. We, we set a goal of $1,500 to collect for the, for the Philippines, and we just hit over two thousand dollars awesome so this this morning I, I when i got here i got here very early and this line was right up to the stage and the line was right up to the stage in the fellowship center and cynthia was out here on her hands and knees just stretching this line all the way out the door and now they connect uh and and cynthia told me she was like actually ryan i'm out of tape <laughs> but that's what we do that's what, we, that's what we want to teach. We want to teach that this is not for us. This, this day is not about us. It's not even about our partners. It's about God. And it's about making his name great among the nations.
That's what we're here to do. And that's why we, we say speak Jesus, because when I think about a lot of the mission work that we do, we know we are just in the Dominican Republic. And I can get, I, I, you know, my dad speaks Spanish. I, I, I've got to know a little bit of Spanish. If you drop me in the middle of a, a Latin American country, I can probably find my way, way out. But there's still a little bit of a language barrier. There's a lot of language barrier for all of us. If you've been in a situation where you just, someone's speaking a different language and you have no idea what they're saying, you know, you're just kind of like the penguins on Madagascar, just smile and wave, boys, smile and wave, you know. That's all you can do sometimes. You know, there's that, there's just that barrier, right? But let me tell you something. The, the, the one name that breaks all barriers, that breaks all cultural divides, that, that tears down every wall between us as human beings is the name of Jesus Christ. And that's why we are so passionate about, about speaking the name of Jesus. He is the one that unites us. And I think about all of us being here in a room on a Sunday morning. Being in the Fellowship Center and everybody on live stream, why are we all here right now? Would we be hanging out normally on a Sunday morning? I don't know. Probably not. Yet Jesus unites us all, and here we are. We're family united in his blood. So now what? We're united in Christ, so what do we got to do? I want you to turn, if you have your Bibles with you, to Philippians chapter 2. I'm going to read this passage. Philippians chapter 2, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. He's not just talking to the Jews. He's talking to the Gentiles. We want to be one in mind, one in spirit. Verse 3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. You see, that's one of the reasons why we're so passionate about missions. You know, we can look at it as being, you know, born in the United States and, and realize that we are a blessed nation. It's not doesn't always go perfectly. But my goodness, when you look around the world, you, you, we're a blessed nation. But that doesn't make us any different than the other children of God around the world. And, and this church has always taught that we value others above ourselves. We want to have an outward focus because when we're inward, all we're seeing is ourselves. The same reason why he gave Adam Eve, because all Adam had in his, in his, in his walk with God in the garden was himself to think about. So as I read on in, in your relationships with one another, verse 5, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, always pay attention when there's a therefore, God exalted him to the highest place. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. In heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. At the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess. Whether they like it or not. Because that's how powerful the name of Jesus is. But to understand Jesus, you have to understand his mission. You know, we talk about all our mission all the time. You know, one kingdom, our mission is to empower and equip local leaders to share the gospel in every nation and every language. A lot of times we'll say, oh, that's our mission. That's our mission statement. Well, that's not really our mission. 
We don't have a mission. We're here on mission from God. God has a mission. God has a mission and we get to play a small part in that. But to understand his mission, you got to understand from beginning to end. So, you know, Mike, I know, I know you preached the Sermon on the Mount in one, one sermon. I'm going to try to get us from Genesis to Revelation in about eight minutes. Is that okay? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll paraphrase some. So, so God makes Adam and Eve. What's the first thing he tells them? Be fruitful and multiply. Go and increase on the earth, right? Of course, Adam, you know, us Adams here were like, no problem, man. Don't got to tell me twice. Well, he did have to kind of tell people twice because then in chapter 9 of Genesis, he comes back to Noah and what does he tell Noah? Be fruitful, increase the number, right? Uh, I won't paraphrase that. I'll, I'll say that it, it, chapter 9, verse 7, he says, as for you, be fruitful and increase in number. Multiply on the earth and increase upon it. Why do you think he wanted us to increase upon the earth? Why, why does he want us to, to subdue the earth? Well, jump over to Exodus. Now I'll just read this real quick. Exodus chapter 9 and verse 15. God's talking to that Pharaoh here through Moses. He says, for by now I could have stretched out my hand and struck you and your people with a plague that would have wiped you off the earth. Verse 16, but I have raised you up. We're talking about raising leaders, either good or bad. He raises them up for a purpose. I have raised you up for this very purpose, that I might show you my power and that my name might be proclaimed all over the earth. You see, that's Jesus' mission. That's, when you think about what God's purpose is, what God's mission is, it's that the name of God will be proclaimed all over the earth in every nation and every language. But we didn't do that. We kind of, you know, if you go back to Genesis in chapter 11, what happens? We get the Tower of Babel. So these, these people that, you know, he, he sees that they're not really obeying him. In verse 4, people say, come, let us build ourselves a city. Did you see that, that wording there? Build who? Ourselves. Not for his purpose, for our purpose. Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens. So that, and listen to this right here, so that we may make a name for ourselves. You trying to make a name for yourself? Or are you trying to make the name of Jesus famous? Is your focus inward? There's a lot of eyes and me's in that statement. Let us build. Let's ourselves make a name, make a name for us. So what did what did God do? The Lord came down to see the city and the people were the people were building. And then he jumps down in verse 8. The Lord scattered them from there all over the earth, and they stopped building the city. That is why it's called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. And from there the Lord scattered them all over the face of the earth. So God's like, all right, if you're not going to do it, I'll do it for you. You guys ever had an experience like that? You want to go to Nineveh? Check this whale right here. You won't scatter all the earth. I'm going to make you all these different languages. You're going to have to, you're not going to be able to communicate with each other and you're going to have to scatter across the earth. That's what he did because he's going to accomplish his mission. He will win. So I told you I was going to get all the way to Revelation. Let's go ahead and jump all the way to Revelation. A lot happens in between there. I suggest you read the in between, but we only have time for a little bit. Okay. So next week, 
Next week, we are having a CR homecoming. I'm super pumped about that. I would suggest all you guys be there. This church has been a CR church for almost 30 years, maybe more than that. I'm not doing the math in my head right now, but we are a CR church. And I, would, I invite all you guys to be there. For, it's going to be a party. But let me tell you what else is going to be a party. We're going to have a homecoming of our own. Because Jesus is going to come back, and we're all going to get to go home. And then it's going to be one wild homecoming. You want to hear what it's going to look like? Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count. Listen to this. From every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. God is going to get his mission done. And he's going to do it from people all over the earth, from every nation and every language. Man, if that doesn't fire you up, I'm fired up because he's going to get it done. We win. It's right here. The question is, are you going to be a part of it? He's going to get it done. He's scattered us all over the earth so that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess the mighty, powerful, beautiful, wonderful name of Jesus. And it's going to happen. And so I challenge you. Are you going to be a part of that? Are you living your life on mission? Or are you trying to make a name for yourself? Are you value what you do, what, what, what's right there in your inner circle, higher than what's going on outside the world? Because we've been given a mission, people. Mike and Alan already talked about the Great Commission. The last thing Jesus says to his disciples, the last thing he tells them before he, he leaves, go and make disciples. We're on mission, folks. This ain't about us. This story right here, I know we like to make it about ourselves sometimes. We like to pull ourselves out of this story. You know, my Jericho walls are falling and that kind of stuff, right? But it ain't about you. This is about God. This story is about the almighty and powerful living God. And his name is going to be made great among the nations. And we get to play a small part in that. Praise God for that. Praise Jesus. So that's why we're speaking Jesus today. Because when we speak Jesus, there's power. There's freedom. There's grace. There's mercy, there's healing, forgiveness, all this at the name of Jesus. He's the name that unites us all, breaks down every wall, tears through every barrier. And it's the one language that we can all speak around this world. So I want to challenge us now, and we're going to take a collection. There's a few ways that you can give today. You can write a check or cash. We're going to pass some trays here in a little bit. You can go online. For those of you on our live stream, you can go to onekingdom.org and donate there. You can also donate through our WFR app. Another way I would challenge you to really think about, one of the most impactful ways that you can give is with a recurring gift. With a recurring gift, you can go on the app and just make it a monthly uh, gift that just pulls from your, from your card or your bank account once a month. That's one of the ways that allows us and our, our partners around the world to plan gives them some confidence but it also ties you in so every month that you're looking at every month or week or however you want to set it I would challenge you to join us 
not just today, but every day. Live your life on mission. So I'm going to, I'm going to say a prayer and, and we're going to pass some trays and we're just going to sit in this moment. And if it's awkward for you, I'm sorry. But I really want you to think, are you living your life on mission? Because let me tell you what you do with a gift, with, with, with what you're doing. You saw, you saw the video with Prudencio and Manuel. Two different, two different stories going on there, right? Prudencio is out making disciples, planting churches, uh, and, and raising up young new leaders. Manuel in Naba, he's, he's doing a, a water project that helps give clean water to a city that's in desperate need of it. He's doing it through the name of Jesus. But what you do there, that's happening all over the world. You saw those prayer cards that you may have in your hand. We have over 100 partners that we work with. That's happening all over the world. But you heard it, we hear Prudencio say it. We cannot do this without the support that you guys give. You guys have been making an impact in this community, in his community for 46 years and all around the world for almost 60. And we're here to carry on that legacy. So right now I want to take a, take a moment. I'm going to pray. And then we're going to pass some trays and, and, and reflect on what the Holy Spirit is going to tell us and, and, and lead us in our giving. Father God, we love you. We are grateful to call you Father. We are grateful that you have redeemed us, called us, but you have not just rescued us from our sin and our, and our debts. You have rescued us to living a, a kingdom life. And we just want to shout your name from the mountaintops. So I pray that you will do that today. Give us new opportunities. Give us new, uh, new people to talk to. Put, put new people in our paths. Open up new doors in different countries that have been previously hard to get into. I pray that you will just lead us where you want this ministry to go. We know that you always provide a way, and you will do this. And we are just grateful to be a small part. So we thank you, God. We thank you for your son, Jesus. In his holy name we pray, and the church said, amen. Amen. Let's, let's take a moment to reflect.